0: The Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day viewers and listeners, it's Ed Fox back with another great episode of Nashville 2. Nashville 2, it's where we tell your story, your Nashville 2. So if you have a story or if you know somebody that should have their story told, um, have them get in touch with me or reach out to me and we'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on the show. Just like we did with my special guest today, Jonathan Chase. I didn't have to chase him very hard. (laughs) <laughs> I just sent an email and he got it done. So, hey, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me on so
1: much. And uh, I appreciate the chase pun. I've had millions of those I'm <laughs> in <sure>. my life.
0: <laughs> I had a, I had a friend, uh, you're too young to remember this probably, but the early 2000s, the hanging chads out of Florida. Anytime. So so they were doing voting and they had to go back and recount the little pieces of paper that were hanging on the thing, like whether they actually counted as a vote or not.
1: Oh, okay, sure. And,
0: and they were called chads. And so there was a hanging chad. And that joke went around with all my chad friends forever and ever. Amen. So...
1: That's
0: yeah. fantastic. Hey, it, like I said, two Eds are better than one. If Whenever I'm doing a, an interview with another guy named Ed, you know, two Eds are better than one. So there's <laughs> tons of those puns available. So Jonathan, are you mm-hmm. born and raised in Middle Tennessee?
1: Um, I would, I would count myself as definitely living for the most of my upbringing in Tennessee. Uh, I was born in Florida, actually, uh, Orange County. And uh, my parents kind of moved back and forth between Florida and Tennessee, mainly for work reasons, because Florida kept pulling them for work. But they hated the weather. It was too hot all the time. So they kept right. moving to Tennessee for that. And uh, But I've been here in Tennessee, uh, Middle Tennessee specifically, uh, right there in Murfreesboro, um, pretty much for the majority of my life. I think we moved here when I was 10 or 11. Uh, and so I'm now 20- 25, 25 <laughs> 26, whatever well, I you're am.
0: You're so old. You're, you're, that's a quarter of I a know, century, right? Jonathan. A quarter <laughs> of a century. Um, Okay, so, yeah, and you can say at 25 that more than half of your life you've lived in uh, Middle Tennessee. So. Yeah,
1: no, definitely, definitely more than half my life, and especially high school, middle school, all the most important, like growing up periods of time.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it funny when we get out of when we get out of high school and we go, hmm, I wonder how many of those people I will see over the rest of my life. Right. And, you know, here I am half a world away. And so I don't really talk to any of them.
1: It's so funny. So I, you know, I went through college and then now I'm two years out of college at this point, but I still actually hang out with my closest group of five high school friends. Right. So most of them, yeah, haven't talked to pretty much any other person from high school, but I'm actually very blessed to be able to to interact
0: with some of those close friends. Cool. And so Jonathan, what we're going to talk about today is we're going to find out about you and what you do. Now you have, you have some, um, you have some interesting Past times and, and your business. So tell us a little bit about who is Jonathan and tell us about your, I believe it's Chase Films. Is that the name of it? J.
1: Chase Films, which J. is, uh, yes. Film. Okay. So the name itself of the business um, comes from just my name shortened to Jonathan Chase, J. Chase Films. And it's something I created back when I was a uh, early teenager. Basically, I was 14 years old at the time. Um, and this started basically as the hobby I had ever since I was eight years old. When I was eight years old, I pretty much discovered that, um, actually no, I might have been slightly older than that, but I discovered that YouTube existed. And I saw YouTube and said, oh wait, you mean that any single person can just start making entertainment content? Because I liked movies, I loved cartoons, and I wanted to be a part of that world. Uh, And so when I was a kid at that age, the first thing I did is I asked my parents to borrow their camera and I started making videos, uh, not with friends to be actors, because I didn't really have enough friends to even get actors. So what I did is I took toys and basically would puppet them and make their voices. And so I had a whole cast of characters. Um, That ended up becoming the rest of my life as I started learning animation, special effects. I kind of went on a period of time where I just started gaining skills early, like early uh, teenage years. And then eventually it all came up to a point where um, there was a contest that Nickelodeon hosted to make a SpongeBob fan film And I was going to, I entered the contest. I already knew how to animate at that point. I knew special effects skills. I I, like, I did a bunch of the silly stuff in those early high school years. where I'd make like a 20 second shot of me holding an airsoft gun and shooting it and then having the whole fire coming out of the end of it like in a movie. Um, And so I had all those skills. I entered the contest but I didn't actually finish the video in time. And I spent my whole almost whole summer like two months basically just working on this video of cartoon characters interacting with me uh, and but I didn't get to enter it. So instead I posted it onto YouTube and then that got a lot of views and suddenly a career was born out of YouTube. And so I was able to continue animating, doing special effects, uh, doing video design content um, and doing all of that. Cause in our projects, we do everything. The, the major video type that we do is like the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So we have animated characters composited next to live action actors. So we basically have to make every video twice Because we not only have to do the filming and editing of live action portions, but also have to get the voice actors and the animation and the compositing to make all of it go together, which makes our videos normally take around two to three months to make, which is definitely a very slow turnaround time uh, for a YouTuber, which normal YouTubers can make videos on a weekly basis or such. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I joined uh, YouTube. I think my first video was December of 2006, and I think they came out September of 2006. Yes, Something yes like that, exactly some, somewhere around there and um i i uh, i did video content for the sport of cricket and so i would take i would take old um training films that were you know had no commercial value anymore whatsoever and i would edit parts out of them to teach americans about the sport of cricket and so mm-hmm. that's that's what i got started in youtube and until Until recently, when I started doing these podcasts uh, three or four years ago, and turning them into video podcasts as well. But I always told my wife when uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit Rabbit came out that, you know, she's not a bad girl. She's just drawn that way, I think was the line. I said, it's it's handy, you know, that she's she's not a real character, then I don't have to really... You know, that crush doesn't have to go anywhere. But I was right. crushing on—I was crushing on Jessica Rabbit. She's redhead. I mean, who doesn't like redheads? You know, I grew up Absolutely. with uh, Nicole, um, Nicole Kidman. You know, as a crush, uh, she, her and I are about the same age. And she did this movie, and she probably wishes nobody knew about it. But it's called BMX Bandits, <laughs> and she's got a big orange afro riding a BMX bike as like a fourteen or a fifteen year old. Uh, you might be able to find it on YouTube, probably. Probably. So uh, much stuff is able to
1: be found exactly, on YouTube these days.
0: Exactly. So how did you take that? You, you got that accolade on YouTube. People were, you know, it went kind of viral sort of thing. And and how did you turn that into a business? What did you know about business to turn it into a business? So
1: um, thankfully, my my main thing I'd say that would help me out is the fact that both of my my mom and my dad are basically self-made, you know, business people. You know, they both had their own businesses. uh, They did their own things. And so they helped me a lot with understanding what it's like to run things on a business side. Because on a creative side, I'd been doing it for years, I can make a video. Um, And even at that point, I'd understood YouTube enough to understand like what audiences want to see. And so I was able to start making more videos of the same type uh, and just understanding that, hey, okay, audiences like this, let's try to continue making that as a series. Um, And then understanding what each episode is going to be about. How can we make each episode of the series individually pop out on the YouTube homepage when they're competing against millions of other videos? Right. Um, But yeah, my mother, you know, especially would help me understand the finances. I got the bank account set up, all that stuff. And then... um, contacting people, getting uh, people starting. By the time, a couple of years down the line, I had enough money from the business I was able to put it back into the business. Oh, cool. and I was able to start hiring other animators, uh, some of which are more talented than I am. So I've often given, like we have a specific animator who uh, lives overseas. We've been working with him for about six years now. Uh, and so I'm, I'm able to basically give him the most cool shot of each video and be like, here, I know you're gonna do a better job than I can. It's going to take you a while, but by the time it's back, it just makes the video better. Right. Uh, So yeah, a lot of just mixed uh, inspirations and people to help me understand the business side of things and how to uh, orchestrate all these things on a, you know, business side.
0: Have you, is there a piece that jumps out to you that you made that you really um, felt a connection with?
1: Yes. Um, Ironically it's almost three pieces because when I was in college at the tail end of the college experience, um, I was writing a script for the, kind of what I was assuming was gonna be the end of the series. It ended up not being that way because obviously for <laughs> viewing reasons, I had to keep the series going, uh, but it became the end of what I would say was season one of our little show on the internet. And um, in that I wrote it all as a script, almost like a movie. So I wrote a movie script basically, and then later split it up into different videos for again, algorithm reasons. But the great thing about that was the final part of that project, the final episode that was the end of the whole movie story my college professor for the big final filmmaking class, uh, I asked if I could do that video as a co- the college project. And so he agreed and I was able to have a 20 person crew on that film shoot wow. because the entire class was getting class credit for working on it because it was right. a class project. So that one hits me with so much uh, fondness and even the final project um, gets a lot of love by our audience. They, they really enjoy that project. And uh, there's a lot of good memories about just the giant film film and how everybody actually cared. I've I've later had big film sets of people who didn't
0: care as much. Right. Uh, so it was very nice. That was a very good experience. So, what about from a client's perspective? Because our, our viewers and listeners, they're out there and they're like, well, okay, this is kind of interesting, but how do I how do I use this, or or what's the benefit of me listening to this? So, you know, other than to hear dad, uh, dad jokes from Edward, you know, and have Jonathan <laughs> laugh at them, which we haven't done any yet, but oh, we'll get there. Uh, yes, we, we will. We'll I hope so. About, yeah. Um, so what's, what's a, a, a job? I don't know. What, what's a video that you've made for a client that was fun to do?
1: So I've made, we've done a lot of client work and that's kind of the other, the whole side extra thing, thankfully with all these skills. And my wife actually jumped onto the company as well. Uh, She was much too tired of of her current work at the time, uh, right after we got out of college. And so I just was able to, I had enough of the knowledge to be able to hopefully train somebody, or even if I couldn't train her, I was able to point her to the, to the tutorials that I watched anyways, everything. I love how everything's available to learn on the internet. It's very great. Um, but we have been picking up client work in pretty much every aspect because I have animation skills and uh, filmmaking skills and even just photo editing skills. Things come from every shape and form, whether it's drawing illustrations or whatnot. One recent thing that we did, that unfortunately never got shown because a CEO of the company decided after I finished it that they didn't want to uh, show it at the event. Um, but we still got paid for it, which was nice. Oh, that's I did good. a, yeah. there was a, it was this whole animation. This company was a nonprofit company and I'm just going to keep them anonymous for that sake. But they wanted to showcase all of their partners um, at a at an event on a big screen, basically showcase all their partners and what those partners have been doing for nonprofit, you know, around the world. And so I made this three D animation of Earth, and the Earth would you would see the Earth moving around, and it would zoom in to the actual location that those partners were located, oh, and then cool. pull up little little information, and it kind of had little animated bubbles, and I had the text animate up, uh, and images that they supplied me of those companies. Uh, and then it would zoom out from that and then zoom back into another part of Earth. And the most difficult challenge there I had to figure out was how to have a full Earth 3D model. And then when you got close, it was still high quality instead of just the low quality pixels from a Earth right. image. So, yep. yeah, we do a lot of things, video and animation and illustration and photo editing.
0: You know, that that reminds me of a dad joke. I love the way the Earth rotates. It really mm-hmm. makes my day. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Yeah, I, yeah, I told that. Where was I? Well, I'll keep the name of the business, but one of the one of the people on the counter, I told her that one and she's like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm like, you know, the earth rotates every day. That's what makes the day. Yeah, the sun rises. Uh (laughs) No. I told her a couple of others. I said two silkworms had a race, two uh, silkworms had a race, ended up a tie. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, what? I said, you know, silk. Silkworms. she goes silks yep. are synthetic it doesn't come from worms <laughs> yeah they made synthetic back in the silk road days back you know before christ you know when they are literally trations. yes the silk road mm, i i worry for our educational um quality sometimes it but, is uh, crazy yeah and then i have my 16 year old niece who was over from australia she's like well, tell her the one about and so i said okay well the third one i said i dreamt i was a muffler and woke up exhausted which is one of the ones you uh I you, you the drew for me and she goes what's a muffler i'm like okay i'm done
1: oh like, boy <laughs> that's I, not I, even a good idea. i'll leave
0: you know, <laughs> and she just you was, definitely
1: see people forgetting
0: what a vhs is or records even right yeah, well, that's true. Like uh, you, I, And I was a gadget geek, right? So anytime a gadget came out when I first got to the States, and the nice thing about the US is you get first look. Other than Japan, you get first look at a lot of these gadgets that came out. And I had uh, one of the original CDI. You don't even know what CDI is these days, but they worked on a compact disc and it gave you good video on a compact disc before there was DVDs you oh, know certainly and it was done by philips and then uh, from there oh before that we were laser disc right where you had to flip the right. movie over on a big you know laser disc and then the the uh the dat units came out for recording audio um digital audio tape i guess it was you know uh and so we've gone through all of that sort of stuff and you talk, i talk to my kids now about eight tracks or cassettes and they're like what what, what are you talking about you know and they're 30 27 25 um, yeah <laughs> i I say uh, you know the cassette and the pencil to wind up to oh my gosh yeah Yeah.
1: so it's so funny because i can understand these things because i'm one of the few in my age bracket to even care to look back at the historical technology because otherwise yes pretty much most people my age and younger will just
0: not understand those things yeah so when my wife and i were dating uh, i was in australia she was over here we and the the phone calls there was no skype there was no facetime there was no zoom it was a buck 50 a minute and we would talk for three to five hours. Well, that was getting too costly. So we started recording audio tapes and mailing audio tapes. So, and we've talked nice about it. Around. Yeah, <laughs> everything, right? And so I've got a box um, in our storage unit that has all the audio tapes in a plastic tub, but it also has three cassette players. So huh. that if the kids ever want to listen to that after we're gone, that they'll be able to use the cassette players. I've got one that uses double A's, one that uses C's and one that uses D's. So as long as there's batteries still around that they can connect that with. But, uh, but it'll be interesting to see Uh, Alice, my wife said I should digitize them and just, I said, I don't want to listen to those. It's embarrassing to go back and listen (laughs) to some of that stuff. Now that we used to talk about as I was 22. Um, And so just that sort of stuff. So, for somebody that is interested in hiring you for a project, because you and I met through, I had asked for a connection on Connect Nashville, which is a great platform with like 13,000 members on a Facebook group here in Nashville, Middle Tennessee, um, that is a, and they hold events every day open networking events every day that we can go to but some I had said hey look I'm looking for somebody that could do some illustrations they had given me your name we connected you sent me some samples they were good I hired you to do one of my books one of my dad joke books right let me see if I've got a background here while I'm still talking um and and we were able to talk and you came through with that sort of stuff but if somebody's interested in hiring you for a project anything from illustrations to video to film um what sort What sort of clients are you guys currently taking on? This is my dad joke books. Yes. So, um, listening on clients... the podcast. Sorry, just a sec. If, I'm, I'm going to oh, do yeah. a shameless plug here. No Perfect. Shame. Please do. Um, If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see these books, but these books will have illustrations in them over the next coming months. We've already got 20 done for one book. Uh, They're available on Amazon Kindle right now without the pictures, but we're going to edit those and put the pictures up. And then I'll be printing them and handing them out at networking events at Connect Nashville. So uh, if you want a free book or go onto Amazon once I've done the uh, print books and you'll be able to buy them for your dad during Father's Day, probably. Um, So, okay, so that's that's the shameless plug. So what sort of clients are you currently looking for or would like to work with right now?
1: I think the primary things that like our company and skill set works best for are, um, I'd say either, you know, still image things that are either... Obviously illustrations are something that's very uh, applicable to the thing I do almost every day anyways, Um, but also uh, kind of marketing such materials, whether it's advertising, if you want a commercial made like filmed and whatnot, we have the capability to film, edit, produce all these kind of things. Um, And so it's it's, no matter how fake or real you want it to look, we have cameras, we can do the filming side of things to make realistic things, whether it's photography, photography editing, we have the skills to almost do anything. And so, yeah, we we definitely do take on like like that big earth rotating project was a three-dimensional animation. Uh compared to recently, I've actually done something for another YouTuber who reached they just published their thing online and said, Hey, I'm looking for somebody to do this. And so I made an animated logo for them so that their lower third would always show up with their name and their videos and boom right. animated logo. So we do a lot of illustration work. Um, we can make vector images. We kind of have our hand dipped
0: into every skill set (laughs) and people don't have to think it's too expensive. Obviously a big project could be very expensive. Right. But again, they're going to get a lot of, um, a lot of use out of that big project, whatever it is. But uh, like with you and me, we were able to work out a deal that wasn't too expensive for a book that I never expect to sell like thousands of copies. I mean, Hey folks, you're welcome to buy get thousands the of copies. Yes, but <laughs> and maybe book. with the illustrations, they will sell thousands of copies because of the quality <laughs> of work that you did, Jonathan. But I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, whether it's whether it's a small project or a big project, people should check with you and not be afraid of price because of the value that they get out of and the quality of work that they're getting. I, I think sometimes people are like, oh, that would be too expensive for me to get that done, you know, and not necessarily.
1: Certainly not. And I'd say even if there's like a specific application to that, anything that doesn't move is so much cheaper because it's just so much easier to produce. So when it comes to logos, design, or, you know, vectorizing images or uh, anything, anything still editing wise, um, that's like, could be often for us, uh, depending on, you know, how many instances, like you had me do multiple images, so it took multiple days, but like individual images or something like that, that's definitely a cheaper thing compared to um, I think the final runtime of that three D Earth rotation thing was it was like a ten minute video, and so that took me a full month to make. So that was basically a month of income for us just to right. do the one thing. So there's right. definitely a disparity between the quality of whatever you're looking for. But yeah, on the lower end, things can be you know very simple and not that overwhelming.
0: Uh, customer testimonial videos, is that something? You
1: know, um, when it comes to uh, like us recording customer testimonials, or yeah. We've never done that before, but it's certainly something that we totally could do.
0: Right. I think one of the things that most people are missing out on uh, on social media is the ability to record their customers saying nice things about them. Because, oh, you know, there's always customers out there that are willing to say not nice things about you, <laughs> so finding those classic clients that can say nice things about you. So, oh, I can record one for you right now, Jonathan. I tell you what, we use Jonathan's services. He was efficient. He was quick. The quality was outstanding. And you know what? He doesn't draw with broken pencils because that would be pointless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, were those done? Were those actually done with pencil or were those on a digital board?
1: Those were on digital board. Uh, okay. I do, do all my work on, yeah, we have the, the Wacom tablet. Uh, actually, no, I've got Huey on, but um, yeah. So we have the whole the whole setup with, I have to wear
0: like the half gloves so that my hand right. is on the screen, but not smudging it. Right, right. Yeah, my daughter did the same thing. I, I bought her one of those tablets and she does pet portraits. And so the first one she did was her Aussie Shepherd. I, I should make a background for it. But I mean, it looks fantastic. Not photorealistic, but very close, right? And uh, more colorful, more bright. And it was pretty awesome. So she loves that little tablet that she can draw on now. Um, so yeah the quality of the work was great so guys if you are looking for somebody whether it's just a basic illustration or anything like he said that it's a 2D um fl- uh, fl- I gotta tell you the story uh this guy was selling something on Facebook uh something about uh uh drawings uh taking like myself and turning me into a a like a cartoon character as a logo wow. right and I I had asked him originally if he did 3D drawings and he said um no we don't do 3d we just do the regular and i said um so i i messaged back i said i'd be interested in finding out a quote and he says well no i told you i don't do 3d i said no just the 2d drawings the flat drawings and then he blocked me because i said his drawings were flat so he's from overseas I didn't mean that they were flat <laughs> as in lacking definition or quality or language. Barrier, I, meant, I meant that it wasn't 3d. It was Certainly. a flat drawing. <laughs> he took it to mean that I thought his drawings were flat. So he blocked me and, and wouldn't take any more messages from me. You know, the English language can get us foreigners into trouble. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, mean. uh, I, I do that as an Australian all the time. I'll say something and people are like, what? Like, what is that? you know so i i stood up at my networking group and i was told them i was looking for a car yard and they're like a what i said you know where they sell cars they said dealership i said no yeah. where they sell used cars oh that's a car lot i said well what do you call a yard you know when you've got and they said uh, a car yard is a double wide in Oklahoma where the grass is growing up and all the cars are on blocks. That's a car yard. That's a yard. Uh, I said, no, no, no. I said, well, Oh, a lot makes sense, I guess, because there's a lot of cars. And they said, no, I said, why not? They said a lot is the block of land. Oh, I said, well, in Kansas, when they put all the cattle in a, in a feedlot, they call that a cattle yard. So why wouldn't you put a lot of cars for sale in a place and call it a car yet? So, you know, language.
1: Well, it's funny because uh, my wife makes fun of me for the fact that I chose my Siri voice to be the Australian version just because it sounded different than the regular Siri.
0: And Male so she always calls it a female. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah.
1: And then, but sh- the, that Siri would obviously call parking lots car parks instead. And so she, my wife is always just like, ah, the car park. And I'm like, yeah, well, that, it's, it's a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> Not that like, even I have any attachment to like Australian anything. Like there's no Australian bone in my body, but it's just, it was the one I picked. And so it's funny. Yeah. And now I've stuck with it even more because it's funny <laughs> for the
0: sake of that. So my 16-year-old niece that I was saying was over here, uh, we were letting her do some driving. And so her phone's an Australian phone with Australian Siri, Australian language. And so they use exit ramps, on-ramps and off-ramps are slip roads. Hmm. And so, oh, take the slip road. And on 3.2 kilometers, she's like, how do you guys work with miles? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) um but her biggest frustration was taxes not included in the purchase price i went into dollar tree and it was a dollar 25 and they charged me a dollar 40 or what you know whatever it is she's like
1: i forgot my credit card a couple days ago when i went to a walmart and i only had cash money i was looking at the price tags i'm like i gotta pay attention i gotta think forward to know that i only have this much cash in my hand i have to also think about tax right right exactly
0: okay so you you live in murfreesboro
1: uh, we currently live in Nashville, but definitely okay. live in Murfreesboro for the most. Uh, and everybody we know, we go to Murfreesboro all the time. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, sorry. I, so I, you used to live in Murfreesboro? Yes. Got it. So uh, one of the things we do on the show is we have three hidden gems that we ask you for, places that you like to go, maybe great food places, maybe great music places, whatever it is. Do you have some hidden gems for us today? I might struggle
1: to find exactly three that hasn't already been said before, but I do have one for sure. And that would be up in National near our area, near the airport. So if you ever are going to or from the airport, there's a place called West Coast Taco Shop, which um, me and my wife absolutely love. Fantastic Mexican restaurant. Uh, And uh, so we love that place. That is fantastic. Um, Outside of that.
0: uh, (laughs) Okay. So when you're not eating at West Coast Taco Shop, what do you guys do for fun? um for fun we're
1: often at home we're very, well i will say the other thing that we do is we often will go to a lake to kayak or something like that
0: so we've, we've gone a, on trails do you have a do you have a, a more scenic place that you like to go that maybe isn't as many people well, probably if it's not many people you don't want to say it on here because then if you get a lot of people it won't be <laughs> a lot of people will
1: go there but, right
0: yeah uh but is there is there a particular place you go to kayak a lot when you uh, kayak? Percy
1: priest primarily Percy, yeah, it's okay. just close to nashville here but uh yeah, that's a fantastic Like with a lot of places to park near
0: it, which is very nice. Right. Okay. So good parking, easy mm-hmm. access. Uh, and does it cost anything to park out there or anything like uh, that?
1: Not any of the places we've gone, but that also might be that we intentionally didn't go to. Like, I just might not know the ones because we completely ignore them.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So you go kayaking, you eat at West Coast Taco Shop. I need one more. We need to draw out one more. One more Something to do. Well, it doesn't have to be for fun, but a place that you do find yourselves gravitating towards for whatever reason, whether it be a church, whether it be a movie theater, whether it be. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and different people, we've been to big churches. We've been to smaller churches. We've been to no churches, you know, so we've gone through all the phases, Um, but we're at, we're at uh, gateway community and there's like five of them. This one's a gateway community over on Franklin road is a Nazarene church. And the same preacher has been there for 24 years and him and I just connect. He, he appreciates my humor, which is good. We were talking the other day about Monty Python's um, life of Brian. And not Uh, everybody at church can appreciate Monty Python's life of Brian. No, they cannot. (laughs) Right. And so, but people get these perceptions in their head, right? And it's the same as when I have people on like you, that there's people that perceive what you do to be too expensive that they can't afford it, right? (laughs) Which is a mistake. So do you have a website that they can go to, by the way?
1: Uh, currently, no, we are working okay. on that and also working on putting ourselves on the platforms that you would like normally go to hire
0: people right. anyways. <laughs> right. So social media though, do you do, do you upkeep any social media?
1: We have social media, but it's all
0: mainly for our uh, YouTube business and not actually oh, for gotcha. the client work. Okay. Okay. So we going to folks, I will draw it out of him at some point. We will have the YouTube channel anyway, but I want yes. to keep telling my story, but I want to Certainly. throw in there. How they could get a hold of you, so we'll have mm-hmm. it in the show notes. Be sure to check the show notes. All the show notes of notes will probably stuff. include
1: like my email. We just have right. like a direct business email, which will probably right. be the best. Right. Yeah, now. and
0: that's how you and I connected was email, Facebook Messenger, and stuff. So that's great. So, um, uh, and now I've forgotten the story that I was telling. Oh, Life of Brian, right? Yes. And so, trying to sit them down and help them understand that when Brian is hanging on the cross, for those of you that have not seen it, Brian's saying, "I'm not the Messiah." I'm not the guy. And people go, oh, it's blasphemous to show that. I'm like, no, no, no. He's telling us that he wasn't the guy and that we shouldn't hold him up to that level. And I, I told, I told uh, Pastor Alan, I said, you know, the song, not all of it, but parts of the song I want played at my funeral always look on the bright side of life. And my wife's like, you can't tell him to play a Monty Python song for your funeral. I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> can't i can that would be fun i think that that and (laughs) uh um uh, don't worry be happy she goes i'll be i'll be sitting there bawling and you're playing look on the bright side of life and don't worry be happy hey it's my funeral yeah it's my
1: (laughs) it's your funeral (laughs) that's
0: right Uh, you know a guy called me up the other day he said he wanted to sell me a coffin i told him that's the last thing i need it will be the very last (laughs) exactly putting the fun back into funerals yes indeed so i wish that, i had i wish i
1: had as many puns like i just jump in on the bandwagon but i yeah, don't yeah <laughs> well that's okay that's okay
0: you know sometimes it, it's a trained um it's, you are trained you're trained. a
1: skilled yes. pun master
0: that's right that's right well um, uh, you know you every time you drove past the the um the cemetery people dad would say oh that's the dead center of town right there yep what?
1: that's funny because it also reminds me I almost said this as one of my three spots because I've never even gone there we've driven by it so many times but the the geographical center of Murfreesboro is right next to MTSU and so it's like we saw it all the time when we were in college and it was really funny
0: right right yeah exactly uh so we lived in Kansas for 30 years and having the corner uh you know it touches the four states and like oh yeah the kids wanted to go there and so I drove up there you know it wasn't too far <laughs> a couple of hours and they're like this is it? I said, yeah, go stand right there. We'll take a photo. Then we'll yep. go, okay. you know,
1: or like, and, and, you know, highway road signs, me and my wife love on road trips to take pictures of those.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I always love the ones like, Oh, I went to Paris the other day, Paris, Texas. Yep. You know, uh, and they've got a, they've got a, paris uh queensland i think it is that i've been through too in in australia and so all of those but australian some of the australian names are kind of fun i i think that would be a fun series for you guys you and your wife to take a trip to australia and see a name of a town or something and then like draw a cartoon that comes to your mind when you think of that think of that town so like we have towns i've like come by chance kick a tin along, drag a bag along. I, I don't know. If we oh
1: my gosh, those are fun. <laughs>
0: right. But yeah, but we have all of these sorts of stuff and you have this mix of European names and the mix of Aboriginal names, you know, and, and that sort of thing that goes, goes along. So anything else we need to know about Jonathan or Jay Chase films or what you do? What's your, what's your wife do for the business?
1: Uh, almost you in the line? same thing I do. She's your handler? Yeah, well, honestly, like you yeah, said, me and her almost do the exact same tasks. There's just okay. so much of the tasks that we just split up the work. Um, there's only a couple of things that I do that she doesn't, and that's kind of like uh, finishing, you know, compositing of something together or something like that. Other than that, most of the granular things when it comes to
0: animation or stuff like that, uh, I do a bit more drawing than she does. But yeah, we need a we need a draw off. We need me as the moderator and you and your wife and we'll do a shared whiteboard on zoom battle of the pens battle of the pens there you go and we can have a shared <laughs> whiteboard on zoom and i can say uh cowboy hat and we'll see who draws the best cowboy hat the fast kangaroo uh the batman building oh sorry the 18t building whatever it is yeah
1: i have a feeling she'll immediately not accept that challenge she often <laughs> will uh she she will often say that i am the one who draws more i mean i drew ever since that was the first skill i learned was when i was a really? kid i started drawing yeah so uh but yeah whenever we're playing there's like games like you know pictionary or something like that and it's like well jonathan's gonna do good
0: jonathan's on my team jonathan's (laughs) on my team that's what i'm gonna say well hey it's been fun having you on the show we could talk for probably an hour but um people should reach out to you because you can do some cool stuff for them for their business for their nonprofit uh for their personal brand i'm sure you could do a lot of stuff for a personal brand as well absolutely uh podcasters you know, youtubes or youtubers all that sort of stuff
1: logos um, you know profile icons you know headers on social media pages stuff like that
0: yeah maybe i need to get you to draw a full color american flag ed with the cowboy hat we need to we need to maybe certainly absolutely yeah okay I'm. i'm thinking now uh, my dad said up here for thinking down there for dancing you know yeah i don't yeah dance.
1: art art goes art goes in so many different things and so we're able to kind of work on you know advertising marketing you know uh fr- front face you know logo and brand
0: design stuff like that right yeah absolutely um i had one more thought but i'm gonna let it go because i, I okay. can't remember it um goodbye thought Yeah, yeah, goodbye thought. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I keep the hat on to try and keep them all in. But so, Jonathan, what would be a third hidden gem that you might like to mention?
1: It's tough. Um, I I almost actually wanted to say, unfortunately, there's actually a restaurant that got closed down called the Soda Parlor that I almost wanted to say. but It doesn't exist anymore, so I can't
0: even say it. Folks, what he's saying is Nina, 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 I got to go to the Soda Parlor and you did Yeah.
1: Neat. We still have merchandise from it, but it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> um, but, like, we mainly stay at home a whole lot. We're, we're right. fairly homebodies, um, and we, we play board games a lot. Uh, I'd say if there's anything that I could, like...
0: Sorry, I was going to say, and that's B-O-A-R-D, not B-O-R-E-D. Yes. Proper, right? just, just...
1: proper table. Table games.
0: Table games, yes. One of uh... our
1: favorites, you might even recognize by its name, because it was an old computer game uh, of the Oregon Trail. Are you kidding me? They've got a board game of that? They have a board game for the Oregon Trail. And it is our, I wouldn't, maybe it's nearly our favorite board game that we have. Okay. Um, it emulates all the classic stuff from that game where you have to like organize your supplies and make sure you don't, you know, die of dysentery, but right,
0: yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> know
1: it's super fun and uh the it's i think it's one of the best balances of board games that we have so it's not a location per se but if anybody else is a homebody out there i highly recommend
0: no but that i mean that is kind of cool because number one one of the things i found on a lot of these and people people have sent me emails and facebook messages and stuff it's like oh yeah i've lived here for 30 years and i've never done that well my family's big board gamers so uh, my kids love settlers i i just cannot Settlers of Catan is okay. Now, I know, mm-hmm. folks, don't get all upset. I mean, I
1: know I okay. love Settlers of Catan, so. <laughs> right,
0: but it's just not me. It's not my game. So uh, for me, I would I would much rather play a board game of Monopoly. I am a big Monopoly fan. I know the secret to winning Monopoly. So uh, oh, yeah. uh, it's just simple. Buy houses. Don't buy hotels. Don't let them have the houses. Don't let them make up fake houses. And once you have all the houses bought, then they can't buy any, and you win. It's pretty simple. Um, yeah, I but, would say the Oregon Trail board
1: game is the monopoly of Settlers of Catan, <laughs> which okay. is a weird statement to say. But you go from one side of the board to the other, and you collect right. resources throughout. But you're not like tied to anything, so you can go back and buy other resources or block off other people as right. the path is built.
0: Okay, that's cool. And so who who makes uh, who makes the Oregon Trail board game, or where would we find it? Oh,
1: that's a great question. Amazon. Um, yeah, you can probably find it on Amazon. We found it in store. I think we went to like Target one day and just happened to find it. And it was oh, like, really? the best random things to find. Okay.
0: So, okay. So uh, your wife's name's Katrina. Yes. And you're Jonathan. So Jonathan, Katrina need to come over to my house and <laughs> my apartment with my wife and we could play Oregon. Man, I used to spend so much time playing. I'd like kids get off the computer. I had a packet Bell 286, 386 with a 40 megabyte hard drive 40 megabyte oh my goodness 1990 I don't know when uh I don't actually don't know when Oregon Trail came out but I knew I loved playing it uh in fact I downloaded a classic DOS uh window version of it a DOS version of it the other uh about six months ago and was playing it for a while but that's that's awesome well I'm, I'm glad, glad I was
1: able to bring up something so perfect yeah, I'm you. glad
0: you brought that up so <laughs> hey thanks a lot and um Look for this episode in a few weeks. And, folks, if you're listening to it, make sure you go and check out Jonathan's social media platforms and his YouTube channel and stuff, and we'll have all that in the show notes. Um, Thanks, and have a great day. This is the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox.